I'm sorry, all of these coaches that say coaching over the phone or coaching over Zoom removes distractions and you can get right to the point and, it, and it's better, it's better. Bullshit. You're lying to yourself to make yourself feel better about coaching the way that you coach because it is not the same. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year. New Year. Happy, Happy New Year to you. Kyle, it is the start of a new year and the start of a new season for us awesome. here on this podcast. Season four. We season want more. Four is- Give us season four. And we hope it's the start of a new attitude for you for 2022. We're hoping the that- listeners. Oh, you're so rude. I hope it's the start of a new attitude for you, Kyle. Because <laughs> uh, I know you weren't talking about me. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I have a spot oh, listen, on my are you like you you seem really chill today actually is this how the new year <laughs> is gonna be oh uh, let me tell you something i am currently how on your day morning <laughs> i'm currently on day five of of uh waking up at 3 a.m and not being able to get back to sleep oh and so man. i'm a bit punchy today so watch out <laughs> oh, watch out world that- i'm punchy Although he says world, he's talking about me. I'm usually the recipient of a oh, lot of Oh, you're punch. my world, Kyle. You know that. <laughs> so, after the dog, after my husband, after the business, after our employees, after our clients, you're definitely somewhere in there. <laughs> At least I'm on the list. Folks, sometimes it's just being on the list is important. So how was your year? Welcome to another year, dude. Can you imagine we made it through? Did we? (laughs) Girl, there are some battle wounds and scars. I'll tell you what, like, you know, it's like, I think sometimes people look at us on social and, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, like our massive following of four people. And I think they look at us and sometimes they, you know, the, people develop impressions with what they see on social media. For sure they do. I, yeah. I spent a lot of November and December reaching out, even October, reaching out to people that I hadn't reached out to in a long time. And they, um, it, it's interesting because, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to them on the phone, just trying to catch up, you know, keep connections going and alive and whatever else, because you know, at some point in time, you realize you have no friends left. And, uh, and it's amazing. Like, they're all like, Oh, you know, congratulations on all of your success. Congrats. Mm -hmm. And while I appreciate that, I'm like, you know, for me, it's just another day. Uh, You know, it's like, I do think that we are successful at what we do for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think that people sort of, they don't see the whole picture. And it's like, yeah, it's like, girl, our last two, like this last, the last, two years the last year has been like the first year of business it's been like horrendous it's been hard right and I think that people miss that and you know kind of on it's all the the successes we've often said is always on the back of some failures right it's just you know that's the other piece and I think people see that and they celebrate that make no mistake because who do you want to be celebrating your failure anyway however in retrospect there's moments that we say you know what I'm actually glad for that lesson now we know what we need to do and like you were saying last two years of being for us to being there to support other people you know we also experienced those pieces you know that hey it wasn't business as usual like it was previous 
previous year. You know, we're back to hunting for businesses. We're back to hunting, you know, revamping what we do, right? And so that's just what comes with it. And so it makes you kind of wonder, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, are we, are we destined for a nine to five gig? Should we just go with a day to day? What does that even look like? You know what? I think that that's a really uh, important point that you're making. And I think that um, it kind of alludes to this um, thing that your coach actually posted up on social media in December. Oh, Jamie Atkinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah. So he posted, he posted this up. So I'm going to read it. It says, right. humans weren't made to. Humans weren't made to sit at a desk nine to five, come home every night to watch Netflix, explore the world for only two weeks out of the year, have zero creativity, have every single aspiration beat out of them. There's so much more to life. Yeah, that was very impactful when I saw it because we've we've talked about some of that as well. What's your take on it? Like what jumped out for you when you read that? Well, it's interesting because my immediate take is like, yes, 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 right? (laughs) But I will also say, I am kind of sick of our meme world where we take mm. over, we take, we take complex concepts and boil them down into five statements on a meme. So I appreciate what it evokes in me, but I think it, it, it's, it's overstated. I'm sorry, there's, there's office work out there and people have to do it and people have to make ends meet and not everybody's going to make $10,000 by selling one online program, mm-hmm. you know, to people that doesn't work, you know, like, like not everybody's going to do that. And, and most people don't have access to it or know how to do it. I'm not saying don't dream. What I'm saying is I don't like how it's boiled down into something so simple. Although I agree with the sentiment that the post has, mm-hmm. I agree with the sentiment that the post has. It, it there, there's a sentiment to it that I think resonates with probably the vast majority of the population. Yeah. What did you take from it? Just yeah, or a group of people who just don't want to do that anymore. You know, I think when you look at some people who, when we went to this online thing, everyone had to go to it right away. And as you know, with change, because, you know, change is hard um, and simple is sometimes hard enough. Not everyone picked up on it right away. What's going on with your glasses, dude? For some people who are- I'm drinking tea out of my jar and my glasses are fogging up. I'm, I'm, I'm so bre- into I'm it. breathing into it so I can have a first sip and it's like, I'm getting into it and all I see is I blinked and I saw his glasses are just fucked up. And I'm like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? I have, I, are we cutting this out? Because I, so, I was just shocked. Anyway, um, but I think, you know, when we moved into the online world, some of us had to do it right away. Some of us were already doing it. But what I'm hearing from our clients, because, you you know, I think you had said something similar to about your clients, but what I'm hearing from my clients is that for a lot of them, they're like, I, I can't do this constantly sitting at a desk all day. Like, it's not the world I was in. It's not what I was doing. I was shaking hands, kissing babies all the time, or I was so innovative. I was, I was connecting with people. I was, I was going out there. Right. And so now their questioning is if this is my world that every day I come to work and I must be behind a computer, or if I'm at home doing the exact same thing, then what's the point? Because their engagement 
is really it's, dropping. It's funny because you're the one that brought that post to me, but you love office work. Like you, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, mind. so, yeah. so I, I think that the point behind the post, if I could say anything is if you were to take more of a bird's eye view of it, is that this is really about people kind of looking at the world fr from a different perspective and, and finding out what you value, because what's in that post is what Jamie values. That's what's in that post is what he values. Some people value coming home and watching Netflix every night. Some people do. And it's like, well, humans weren't made to do that. And it's like, well, humans weren't really made to live in capitalism either that's that's not a part of our evolutionary process that you know that's that's human design and and you know i know the guy that made that post is definitely in support of a capitalist society because of how he runs his business right so so and I, i'm not bashing capitalism i'm not saying that i'm just saying I, i'm using it as an analogy um for this well, it's you like know. two weeks away, two weeks um, vacation as well, you know, for some people to do it. I mean, my client yesterday, we had a good, great conversation as he's thinking about his team. And we were talking about the concept of unlimited vacation time, right? Because we're like, things happens throughout the year that people need to either step away to recharge and to come back. And so the question is, well, if the work was getting done and things were moving in the right direction, do you care if they took two weeks, three weeks or four weeks or whatever, right? Well, so some we, people do, but yeah, I will say, people. I will say though, like, like everyone thinks they want unlimited vacation, but do you know what the research is showing? It's showing that the employee benefit, uh, sorry, the employer benefits more than the employee, mm -hmm. because when it's unlimited vacation, the employee is more inclined to log in and check in and work longer hours when they have unlimited vacation. So actually what the research shows is that the employer is getting the better end of that deal. Mm -hmm. What I will say is that I don't think that two weeks is long enough for me personally. What's interesting about it, I have clients, Kyle, I've worked with people. I had a client who she hit a, she hit a benchmark in her career where she got an extra week of vacation. And then she also had the opportunity to purchase an extra week of vacation and oh you could do that oh that's, and wow. she didn't that's she didn't she actually didn't want either but she could only refuse the optional purchase and i'm like why she says i won't do anything with it she says i'll be bored i'd rather be at work and so so i just you know like i just think you know he, he makes a comment about like travel the world it's like i have clients that that don't care like it's like you know i had a client who worked um uh in armenia for for, I don't know, was, I think it was a couple years. Um, and everyone's like, well, you're there. You should go travel here, go travel there. He's like, I have no interest. He's like, I, I, I'm just here to do my job and come home and do what I'm going to do. Not my value system, but he was quite content doing it. Sure. Right? He yeah, wasn't and, and, morose and it, about it or anything. Yeah, and, and it makes you wonder that, and this is the thing that constantly come out. I'm not sure what the research is uh, on this. I mean, I have my own experience about engagement, but we find people in the workforce are engaged differently, right? There's certain people who, you know, value traveling the world, like you were just saying, certain people who don't value, you know, traveling the world. Some people want more vacation. Some people want less vacation. Some people want meaningful work. Some people don't want meaningful work. And so as a leader, how do they actually navigate who wants what like what should they have a standard and then just go from there or should they be open to be flexible like what's out there what are, what are people getting engaged 
about because well i do have some stuff that i want to share but i want to i want to bring something to your attention kyle you Mm -hmm. promised people that we were going to go deeper on this podcast and right Mm -hmm. now girls and boys you're listening to him and y'all know what i'm going to say this bitch is talking so theoretically from the front of her head she ain't going any deeper girl she's pinky deep and that's it (laughs) let's start the conversation because I know you sometimes. What do you like mean start, start the conversation? conversation? We've been here for eleven without, minutes and you haven't said anything. <laughs> knowing about the end, I'm asking you about engagement. What is? We're going to girl. We're going to talk about engagement, engagement. but when are you going to yeah. go deeper? You promised them that you'd go deeper. So, girl, give uh, them something. Bring, girl, tell me a story. You, why don't you bring up something and I can get into it? He's buying time. He's buying time. Okay. I'm going to get into this to see if I can save this episode. So, uh, um, I came across people. I think they can if they're on YouTube. Uh, I came across uh, global employee engagement data for 2020. So uh, this was survey data spanning 80 million survey responses from 160 countries. Oh wow! And it's okay, as good. of January 2020. So this good. would now be two years old. Um, but but actually, um, what what we've seen is that the engagement is lower now than it was two years ago. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give the numbers from two years ago because this is actually, uh, it's a little bit of a landmine. So, yeah. so when we talk about employee engagement, we're talking like personal engagement and disengagement at work. So it's basically the employee's ability to harness their full self, if you will, at work. Right. So. Okay. So what the research shows, an engaged employee who's able to harness their full self will display loyalty and ownership, mm-hmm. which loyalty is a, I don't like that word. Um, Cause I think, I think loyalty in the workplace is dead cause it's got to go both ways and it's not going both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but an example of this is that they might tackle tasks without being asked or they might anticipate the need, right? They'll put an extra effort in the organization maybe. Um, uh, they'll do more than kind of work to rule activity. Yeah. So um, here's here's what here's what the global employee engagement shows. Overall, forty one percent of employees globally, so eighty million responses, forty one percent are engaged. Interesting. I found that, that number is a little bit high, but well, it is. It is now because mm-hmm. I think it's. I actually think it's less than thirty percent now is what we're seeing. Right. But, mm-hmm. but, you say that number's high, but look at the other numbers. That means that means that fifty nine percent of employees are disengaged or actively disengaged. Yep. Can you imagine? It's crazy. You know, I mean, and I think we don't have the reaction that most people would have. Because we, this is not new for us. Like we've talked, we we're talking to people who are in those in in that boat, right? And and I know how we get sometimes when we hear it because we know it doesn't have to be that way. It's not well, that complicated. Well, to be honest with you, Kyle, I probably fall in that category. Mm-hmm. I love what I do, but I love it when it's not pandemic and right. where you know where things were, you know, not easier, but you know, less complex. Um, I liked it better when I could meet with clients in person. I'm sorry, all of these coaches that say coaching over the phone or coaching over Zoom removes distractions and you can get right to the point and and it's better, it's better. Bullshit. You're lying to yourself to make yourself feel better about coaching the way that you coach because it is not the same. And I can tell you that 
I can tell you that wholeheartedly. It's not the same for the coach and it's not the same for the client. I'm not saying there's no value. That's not what I'm saying. But do not tell me that the coaching is more valuable uh, through a virtual platform than it is. You cannot experience things like oxytocin, uh, connection with others the same on Zoom as you can in person. It just doesn't exist. We have so few clients coming in our doors these days in person. It's all online. And so so I, I fall in that disengaged category. I'm, I struggle with it. It's not as enjoyable for me. I like it when I can trade seats with a client. I like it when the client can get up to the whiteboard. You know, I hate to say it, honestly, because I know that I have clients that listen to this, but this is, you know, this is reality. And you wanted to go deep, girl. And I promised you I'd say, now, girl, we're at least six inches deep. Okay, so here, I'll give you. Here, let me uh, let me let me add something to that. <laughs> you, you don't know, like I my like, no, you don't I'm, like my I, measurement jokes. No, no, no. I or I could like, be a carpenter. I'm so accurate. <laughs> um, I like the accessibility of coaching online, for, especially for people who are not in the area. Because I understand something that something you know you you get into totally market, understand. You get a different right. However, I do agree with you that it isn't necessarily better right those people are saying it's, it's going to be better because it's online and distraction that's i would just say it it's going. not the yeah. same yeah it's not the same it's just it's different things i remember just going back to a piece and you mentioned something about loyalty when i was first starting out at mcdonald's i was very loyal and most companies i think i work with i find i would say i'm very loyal to it meaning they've got to do a lot to me to get me pissed off because i was drinking the kool-aid you know at mcdonald's i had ketchup in my blood you know it, it's i bought into these things and i, and I loved it I love the environment, all these other things, right? That's what we used to say. You have ketchup in your blood. And at Westchester, you like, yeah, teal, you know, teal, you know, you know, teal yeah, and navy in the, Kool- yeah. in the Kool-Aid, you know, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. And, and here's the thing, but I found when they started, you know, the people, and these were people I worked for, right? Started to piss me off, not treat me fairly, you know, not treating others around me fairly. Then I became disengaged and I didn't actually care anymore. I didn't want to show up for extra shift. I didn't do above and beyond that I would naturally do. I just felt I was just counting it down five more minutes until I leave, 10 more minutes until I leave, right? And that level of disengagement, even though some of us may be faking it to or make it kind of thing, but like, oh, hi, hi, how are you? We didn't care. And there's so much just being lost on that. I didn't like that feeling. And when that feeling happens to me, that's how I know I needed to get out. Every mm-hmm. time that feeling has happened, no matter where I am, where I feel I'm getting more and more disengaged, for me, I couldn't stay there for just the paycheck. I think I've that resonates jobs with no jobs. I think that resonates with a lot of people, Kyle. I think the problem is though is that people choose to live in that pain for too long. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing is is we're in a really messed up place right now if you think about it. It's also an opportunistic place. Mm-hmm. In Canada, we are in a labor shortage right now and they actually predict that this is going to last about 10 years. So they're talking about the great resignation and stuff like this, right. where people yeah. are just, you know, they're disengaged. So they're resigning, no plan, yep. no nothing. Um, that A little bit of that's happening here, but it's not really happening here. What BDC came out and said is that actually because COVID ex- expedited baby boomers leaving the workforce um, and it slowed down immigration, they're actually expecting a labor shortage for about 10 years um, and sometimes more intense than others. And they do expect it'll be countrywide. What's interesting is that you have that labor shortage compared with disengagement. And if I was an employee right now, 
I would be hedging my bets and asking for everything that I wanted. If I wanted a raise, if I wanted more time off, if I wanted a hybrid work situation, I would ask for it. I wouldn't necessarily walk out the door if I didn't get it, but I would ask for it. If I was an employer, I would be thinking about how I can um, engage my employees. Money will matter for sure. You can't, because people will leave for money. But the thing is, is that it's not if they leave, it's about what they're leaving for. It's okay if they come back, if they're good people. So you have to offer them something. So yeah, you got to check the paycheck paycheck box, Mm -hmm. but a lot of companies are not going to be able to do that. Businesses will go out of business that are amazing businesses because they just can't hire people and sustain their revenues. Right. Yeah. Because it's going to be expensive. So just, just a second. So, Mm -hmm. so, so if I was, if I was an employer, I would be looking at other forms of engagement. Salary does not equal engagement. People on both sides of that fence need to understand this, whether you are an employee or an employer, you need to recognize that salary does not equal engagement. You have to be more innovative than that. I have a few more stats I want to run through, but I'll let you talk now. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. I I hope 2022 is, uh, you know, equitable talking time. But anyway, um, keep keep hoping. (laughs) Here's the thing. Based on what you just said, well, I read somewhere that over in Alberta alone, over 200,000 people have left the workforce of food services. And a lot of them are saying they're going to office jobs and going to other jobs. Here's what I thought was interesting about it is that the uh, some of the employers in food services are saying, hey, we're going to have to raise prices now to compete with that labor. And I'm like, what the F? Folks, Kyle and I are going to stop this podcast right now, but this is definitely a two-parter because we got involved and Kyle wanted to get to 10 inches deep and the size matters. <laughs> we're only six or seven or eight inches because size matters. Uh, so stay tuned. Part two is coming next week. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Here's what I find in my experience. A lot of middle managers don't really like to manage back up. They don't push back. Girl, now we're going deep, girl. They don't give them an opportunity to really say, I mean, I hear you, but who would know?